Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there, and welcome yet again to uh, whatever this is. Lynn Cullen's still alive. And it is uh, April 27th. And it's a Tuesday, which means my sister should be on the line. Hi, Suze. I am. I am. Good. I'm just, I'm just laughing at you're still alive. Are you slipping away from us? <laughs> no, I realized that I was, when the pandemic started, I I used to say Lynn Cullen. I think the show is called Lynn Cullen Live. So I'm yes. saying Lynn Cullen's still alive. Got it. And then I stopped. But uh, so here we are. Um, I, I want to, um, I want to suggest, uh, something for the house that I'm in right now that you're in more than I'm in. Yes. Our mothers. Um, could you like see that there could just be a regular salt shaker? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I've been, I've been searching for yes, I because I none mean, of those grinders work. They just shoot out these well, huge chunks. What of, is the point of? I understand the pepper grinder, but there's no only way to get salt around here is two handed and grinding this stuff. I was just trying to put some salt on a peeled, hard boiled egg this morning, and it turned into a. It, it was just. <laughs> Maybe I'll go out and find one. I mean, go get I, one. Go get it. You do it, Lynn. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, but I can't even tell you what aisle in the grocery store you would right, find well, such a shaker. Okay, but let me tell you something. That is only my first salt harangue that deals with this house. Yesterday, I was making a dinner, a dinner that everybody in our family loves um and it's oliver's stew you right? were making more oliver's stew My, babu must have been thrilled yeah was, she's eaten her way through everything you'd had uh frozen <laughs> so i was making a new batch of this wonderful oliver's stew and um i had a big hunk of chicken i had a big chicken in the pot and it was bubbling and um i was sticking in the carrots and the leeks and the and all of that and and then i thought oh i forgot to put salt and pepper in so oh i opened the spice thing and there i was confronted by i swear three salt grinders because none of them work no it wasn't even that i picked one I turned it upside down and I did a turn, right? Right. The cap came off and an entire bottle of salt went into the pot and all over the floor and all over the stove. And I yelled uh, such a, I went insane. So we're blaming it on our brother, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> just kept 
grinding and couldn't no. figure out why there wasn't any salt coming out? No, because um, I was told that he had refilled some of the, the uh, salt grinders. And he must not have secured the cap. I don't know. Oh, you mean the whole top, the whole damn thing fell The in? top, the whole black top ended oh, up in the Oh, my goodness. Blame it on Bill. 20 tons of salt. You aren't supposed to refill those. You're just supposed to get a All right, all right. One. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I have, I have to tell you, you, can't, you will be finding things salt in in the house now for the rest of your life. That's all I'm saying. It was everywhere. Well, so did you have to throw all that out, wash it No, I didn't. I desperately tried. I, I like a lot of it had landed directly on the chicken, the big broad back of this chicken. So, so you just I wiped like, it off. Immediately got that off. And then I tried to get some of the rest off and I thought I maybe had saved it. But when we sat down to eat, <laughs> it smelled good. But the first words out of mom's mouth, and you know, she can't taste much of anything, was, it's good, but it's a little too salty. We'll just add lots of water. That's what we're going to. Fine. Anyway, I even ate it because I was so angry. It's, God dang it. And then this morning, the salt thing ruined my egg. I'm sick of it. Okay, I'm sure I'm everybody's totally I'm, interested oh, in I this. know. I am just, God dang it. I mean, salt shaker. It is a basic kitchen item. And okay, I just, not- I, to our listening audience, this is Lynn after 10 days in the house in which I just spent a solid year. <laughs> which of us sounded more rational throughout this ah, ordeal? Ah. Okay, I'm fine now. <laughs> Here's what I'm upset about. At least I left you some really nice things like my vegetable chopper knife, which I forgot there, and my uh, there's, there's some good kitchen stuff that doesn't belong there that's mine. Yeah, I saw that knife and I used it. Yeah. That's I your used veg- it making That's your the, chopper, yeah. Yeah, that's some heavy duty. That is definitely a murder weapon. God almighty. Yeah. <laughs> Scary well, knife. I like things to have dual purposes. Yeah. So speaking of um, the way sisters handle things differently, what's been driving me crazy is that my burglar alarm. Oh yes, it needs a new um, a a new box. It's just ancient, and it decides to malfunction nightly in the middle of the night. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. It's just in the middle of the night, you start hearing. Putting out little little sounds for help. Little trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got trouble here. And of course, and you cannot just yank a cord. Well, no. So, I mean, you know, I love, (laughs) I I always say this just because it irritates my my children. I just love the Google. Love the Google? Yeah, I just do that to trick to, okay. to make them to think sound that I'm like old. a baby boomer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I just Googled uh, the proper way to, you know, rip out your home alarm system. And, uh, and 
and I found out, yeah, I was going to do that, just rip out the wires, but there were more wires to whip, rip out than I knew, and I was glad that I read that. Okay. But anyway, yeah, I took the whole thing out, and and, and nobody went, nobody tweeted at me in the middle of the night. Well, that's but good. The, but the good I news, once in a fit. Yeah, yes, rip, rip it out. <laughs> I ripped, I, if mine was in the garage, I went insane. It would not stop. It would not, it kept going off for no reason. And I ripped out every cord and I didn't give a damn. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't then throw it on the floor and stomp, stomp it to death. So I have not had a burglar alarm in a million years. I hate them. Well, I, I have to say that in my um, non-scientific poll for all the people that I know that have them, have they don't ever... usually, they don't use them. No. So I mean, I did, I use, well, I know I use mine. I, I actually use mine. I live in the middle of Chicago. I use mine. You live in a very nice neighborhood in the middle of Chicago, just like I live in a nice neighborhood in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, just go to bed with that horrible knife you, you left here. That knife, by the way, did um, there's a story with that knife. Um, I don't know that we want to hear it. You probably don't, but yes, I used it to protect myself. I was okay, being, I, I was being harassed, and I came to my glass back door and just raised that knife Jesus. up across my face, and that person ran away. Okay, I see. I knew it was a murder weapon. Okay, let's let's. Talk about something uh, in the news. Um, right now, as we speak, uh, the Supreme Court is hearing oral arguments in a case out of uh, Pennsylvania that I know quite a bit about because it was a case that the ACLU took while I was on the board. And the ACLU has won this case at every level. At she's every, got her free. She's got free 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 speech. This is the kid, right. the high yeah. school kid, who said, "Fuck school, fuck this, fuck that," with her finger raised, and that in an Instagram, and was uh, knocked off the um, the team. The, but, the you know, I, I have one of my problems with this case, and yeah, and and a couple of things. Um, uh, students have uh, a a rather good run in front of supreme courts for their free speech rights within the school walls so they have won cases um about their right to publish certain things in school newspapers uh so right. i can, I, can outside. I consider this case sort of extraordinarily weak to have gotten to the supreme court um what of course she's outside they need a case Outside, because this has to do with can a student, can a school, yeah, control a student's speech, punish a student for something said on a weekend, um, you know, at, not on school property, and that in no way, you know, endangers anybody. Well, that's right? see now, so that's where this case falls down because I do think that. Schools are going to eventually have to litigate their right to stop students from doing some of the online bullying that they do that is organized, you know, around school cliques, you know, like the, the lists that they make of girls and stuff like that. Yes, but um, that's different because that does threaten totally people. Totally, see, but that would be a much better case. 
in this case, the, I, I defy the school to prove that there is damage to the school exactly. or to the respect that students have for the teachers they're in and the rules and the regulation because a teenager said what any teenager would say when she didn't get what she wanted again. Well, you know, yeah, right. which exactly. is fuck them all, fuck them right, all. Right. You know, exactly and, right. and now she ends up in the Supreme Court for her right to say fuck them all. No, I think that school district should be punished and punished big. If they don't, if she, I don't. This shouldn't be the case. Well, the I'm Supreme just shocked took, that it is. Well, they took the case yeah, for whatever reason. I mean, I know as I. That As I said, this me. case got won at every at every level. So you're scared because you think maybe they. Why would they take this case? It's just a no brainer. They should have just they should have just said uh uh-uh, uh and let it stand. But if they take this case, which should which really shouldn't have any precedential value for the. Things like what I was talking about before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where actual damage is occurring, far more serious, where the school has an actual case that they actually have an interest. Um, I, I don't, the, the only reason I can think of them to take this case is nefarious and it's scaring the crap out of me. All right. Well, we'll find out soon enough. I was, I was actually looking forward to listening to the oral arguments, but I, I didn't realize they were. Now, like right now, because I yeah. I was sent a link so that I was I was going to listen, but yeah, um, I think there's no way that we don't win this again. I'm I'm just saying I well there should you be. even have you know you even have like uh, conservative uh, groups and uh, libertarians arguing. Um, no, this is her side. That's what I mean. I don't understand this being the case. Well, it, they're going to probably come down with something about controlling social media off campus. But but this they have the to, case for that. That isn't the case. But they could say she didn't threaten anybody. But if speech were threatening, okay. To another so, student. but what I okay, that is an activist court to do that. Yes. All yeah. they can say with the evidence in front of them is, nah, yeah. she's got her First Amendment rights. Right. They, they shouldn't from there ex- extrapolate into what they would if such and such, then this. Or a different case. And, right. right. Yeah. So they should wait for that case and then say, as a result of this case, the rule now exists, you know. Actual harm, it must be, you know, threatened or, you know, whatever the rule wants to be. But you can't create it out of whole cloth when none is presented to you. That's what I don't. Well, go figure then. And you're not going to know the answer. Well, we'll see how the questioning goes. But I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right. But go figure with this court. Go figure. Well, right. I don't know. That's why I'm worried. Why would they take this case except to do something inappropriate and nefarious and be activist? Well, well, I guess we'll find out uh, in August or whenever this comes down. Um, So there's been another gender reveal mishap. Oh, I know. This one caused an earthquake. (laughs) 
What is with people? What is with them? Can, can, can I tell you, I'd like a gender reveal party. <laughs> yeah, I bet you would. Susan is still waiting. See, the full moon didn't do it. You go, oh, no, no. She's waiting for a grandchild. Yeah, well, it's perfectly happy where it is, I guess. And just don't right. wanna... Well, but I'm just saying the proper gender reveal party is birth. Is birth! <laughs> Thank you very much. These idiots set off this huge explosion. Un unbelievable. I mean, they're lucky nobody was killed, but it knocked, it, it, it cracked the foundations of houses around, around the, the neighborhood. The concussion was the effect of Here. an earthquake. <laughs> it was about 80 pounds of explosives. Who in their right mind? And, and and after all of these I, stories of, of well, of people are dying. Wrong. Yeah, people are dying. Why? Why would your next idea be? Oh, let's there do it too. There've been two plane crashes. One guy blew himself up that in a different thing. Another guy shot, was shot. I mean, it is people are in a a billion dollar forest fire was started. Although that's true too. You know. Unhappily, we are finding out that a whole bunch of people who live in the same, you know, space we do are just frighteningly stupid, stupid, and 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 sort of self-centered. So they want to do something; they're going to do something. They don't. The, the worst they, two qualities you can think of are narcissistic and stupid when launched together. You know, <laughs> when tied together. Good God. Okay, here's a here's a sort of. Funny and by story. the way, can I tell you, nobody cares what gender you're in. What and 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 in today's world, I'd like to point out that you know exactly nothing except the uh, supposed genitalia that may or may not be present at birth. <laughs> it's not going to tell you anything else. And I and you know, no, but it'll allow them to have a second gender reveal party. When the gender revealed kid that they thought was announces a boy what their gender actually is, uh, that yeah. they're they're instead a girl, and so um, that you know down the road you get another party, you can do it all again. Yeah. Well, so oh dear God in heaven. So <laughs> that's a different kind of bombshell. <laughs> so there's this woman. Her name is Karen McBride, and. Um, She's 52 years old, and God bless her, she's getting married um, again. And it was in in, a, in getting married that she finally found the reason that she has lost jobs, um, which she never quite understood while, why she's been denied uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, like a credit and things like that. She... Um, she was trying to change her name on uh, her Texas driver's license after she had been married. And they did a criminal background check on her. And they said, they told this woman, well, you're wanted for felony embezzlement in Oklahoma. Yes. And she said, what? <laughs> what? Excuse me? They said, you got a record here. 
you, you know, felony embezzlement. This is a that you got. There's a warrant for you that dates back to I don't know, like like 20 years. And it had, this had dogged her all her life, but nobody had ever told her. She never knew there was this felony embezzlement. You know what the crime was? What? And she said she didn't do it. She figures that the guy at the time she was living with who had two young children, two little girls, did it. The crime was not returning a VH, VHS copy oh, that's of right. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, shame on people. To a video store in 1999. She should sue them. Prosecutors in Cleveland County, Oklahoma, charged her with felony embezzlement. She was long gone. I, I don't know. And she says, I've never seen that show. I never watched it. I never would have done that. Are you kidding me? She thought the whole thing was like a joke, but it explained all of this stuff that had happened. Yeah, but in it her caused life. her real harm. Yeah, it she, had she should, she, she should sue the bejesus out of whoever lodged that. The value of that tape cannot possibly rise to felony. They said the value of the tape, it must, by Oklahoma law, it was something like 50-some dollars. That's what they said. And they said that was a, a felony uh, charge, $58.59. And it says, uh, according to the, uh, you know, what the prosecution said at the time, is she willfully, unlawfully, and feloniously embezzled a tape worth $58.59 when she didn't return the video after 10 days per the rental agreement. Okay, it's just... You think a, an overzealous prosecutor there in Oklahoma? Oh, or? trying to make a name for himself, yeah. Oh, my God. It's unreal. It's unreal what people empowered do to other people just not even thinking about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm like like that's like the cops laughing about um beating uh, up an old lady beating up the 73-year-old woman with dementia. You know, and you just sort of want to go up to them and say, uh which one of you has an extant, you know, which one of you has a mother or a grandmother that's still alive? We'll go beat yeah, her you? up. See if you go get her. Anything. Go get her. Yeah. Uh now you do to his grandmother what you just did to her. No, go ahead, do it. We're all going to laugh. Do it. I don't. Grandmother, shut up. We don't care if you don't want to have this happen to you. Either did she. Go ahead. You just do this. Well, you know what? I was when I woke up this morning. I was looking at the sort of headlines. I think it was in the Washington Post, and and that was one of them. Police laugh after beating up nine. Uh, well, we're going to get in trouble now. Did you hear it pop? <laughs> what was that? Yeah. I should her shoulder. I think. <laughs> I. You know what? Okay. So, and there was another like police one. officers. Who are these people? Who? Well, that was it. And then there was another story right under that was also, and I can't remember now, just horrific. It's like, who would do such a thing? And um, this is the news. This is the news. The news is there are horrible, horrible people. And a lot of them are wearing badges. 
and thoroughly enjoying what they're doing in not a good way. And, I mean, I don't understand. Are they trying to teach those of us who, you know, are are perfectly willing to continue to believe that there are good police officers? Right. And 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 people that are police officers for the right reasons. But man, oh man, oh, where are these other monsters coming from? And how fast can we get rid? I don't get it. This can't be. Well, but this is. But you know, but, but what are but what are we doing? What are the what is the reaction of the of the police departments? Like in the case of the, uh, and I got to invite, I got to, I got to agree with the, with the family, the case of the guy that was executed. Just shot in the back of. Shot with his hands firmly on the steering wheel. wheel. Posing no threat to them. The threat was they weren't going to be able to easily arrest him for this warrant they had on him. But when did police get the go ahead to just, they don't kill a warrant people. doesn't say you get to kill somebody no, because the they don't do. And there was, it wasn't a capital punishment case anyway. What is going on? Shot I, in the back of the head. Ten times. And then the cops don't release the tape. You know, no, and they, right. they do everything they can to make it worse. So I don't understand. You want to stop being on the defensive? Give us something to work with, please. Oh, my God. Please help us help you. But this is this is just really, it's too much. It's, it's just too much. Uh, listening to one of the attorneys for that family say, yeah. you know, that this murder gets interrupted by that murder, that gets interrupted by that murder, that gets interrupted by that murder. There have been six in a, in like a week. Yeah, you can't keep up. And this after Derek Chauvin. He's just, wow. Wow. Well, it almost feels like, oh, yeah, we can't. You know, I had this idea, Susan, and I don't know. I um, I had this idea that I shared, I think, with the audience of last week. And that was, if I come upon, I'm driving, and I come upon a police stop where they've got some black guy in a car or maybe out of the car. And I was thinking... Maybe what needs to happen is when uh, white people, especially white women, who would be less likely to get beat up themselves, old white women like us should stop our car at a respectful distance, get out of the car with our phones and um, staying a respectful, just start filming. So that every time a cop, you see a black person stopped by cops, white people get out and start recording. 
No, I, well, I... Uh, what um, would that be? No, I'm I, serious. Would no, that... I, no, I think that would be helpful. I, I, in the neighborhood that I used to live in in St. Louis, um, I, I, I think I've told you that I used to routinely have to call the judges when my cleaning lady was arrested if she took a route through these particular two towns. She would get stopped every single time. Um, and I would call the judge and say, it seems to still be illegal for, you know, a person of color to drive through Ledoux. Um, and they would dismiss the charges. But I was driving home one day and there was a young kid that I know to live in my neighborhood. I knew where he went to school. He was coming, he was walking home from his uh, Catholic um, high school um, down the road and the police car, bothering no one, a police car pulls right over and the cops get out. And I pulled right over behind the police officer and I got out and, and, um, and the cops said, uh, what do you want? And I said, well, I know this young man and I'm an attorney and I thought that maybe I should stop and see, uh, the issue what, is what, why you would stop yeah. him as he walked home doing nothing on his way home. And I looked at the guy's uniform and I said, officer, so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so this, but so this so, is yes, still you going can do on. That. So maybe, but you know, you do put yourself at some risk of arrest if the police are um, not following the law because you do have the right. Um, we all have the right, the legal right if it's a public, uh, let's say it's a public roadway or a public sidewalk, um, you have the right to be there with your camera. That's so right. if the police say, get out of here, you don't have the right, you say to them, I know I have the right. It is almost always lawful, although various states have little, you know, little differences about it. Um, but still, there are a lot of cops who will threaten you, even though you do have the right. There's also an app. Um, I think there's two apps that you can download onto your phone so that the minute you get stopped or you're in a situation like this, the app is called Just, J-U-S-T, Us, capital U-S. And the minute, let's say, every black person should definitely, every person of color should have this. The minute you get stopped by police, you it allows you to instantly start live streaming everything that's going to occur, but also alerts trusted contacts of your whereabouts. So you feed into the app who you want notified the minute you are stopped. That's a great app for every black person to have. Just us. The ACLU also has a, an app called Mobile Justice, M-O-B-I-L-E, Justice, that um, gives you all the um, idea, all the laws <clears throat> and that does, you can use to protect and your it body. also yeah. also does um it shares anything you record with aclu lawyers these are the kinds of tools that 
average American citizen should start having available to them. And by the way, um, it, it's we aren't protected by our color anymore. If we start, I mean, look at what they're doing to journalists. If we start acting as journalists, uh, we'll be attacked too. So well, that um, may be, that may be. But I think you're less and less. I mean, an old white-haired lady is less likely to be attacked than um, certainly any person of color, let alone a younger person. Um, and you're never supposed to look like you're doing something you shouldn't. I mean, there's these rules about don't try to covertly, uh, don't try to do it and look like you're not doing it. Because there is evidence that clearly filming can actually de-escalate a situation. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know, guys, but, um, well, it does. I mean, in the case of what I did all those years ago, I mean, the cop just, you know, said, well, I just wanted to know what he was doing here. And I said, well, I just told you he lives right over there. And it's just, you know, and the guy got back in and the kid just looked at me and I smiled and I got back in my car. But, you know, what kids walking home with a backpack for crying out loud? Despicable. There's just no. All right. Well. Hey, let's. Oh, here's another one. I got one more outrageous story. Yes. <laughs> Can we do one more? Sure. Outrage. I got I got plenty. <laughs> okay. Well, this one is a case that just was um, settled. Although I don't think she got enough. This is a case of a woman in New York City. And I don't know her, her, uh, her skin color. I don't know anything. I know she's a woman. My guess is she's black. Okay. She was in active labor. And she was arrested on a minor charge. She was 40 weeks pregnant. She was arrested on a minor charge. She was handcuffed. She goes into labor and she is handcuffed and shackled during her labor all the way through the birth of her son and even after. And, oh, excuse me, by the way, all the charges against the woman were dropped. What were the charges to begin with? I don't know. It's not here in this story. A minor charge, it says. Who were these monsters? New York City. New York City. It happened to her in 2018. She just uh, settled uh, just got, um, you know, she sued and she, all she got was 750,000, but that's a, you know, whatever it's 750, the college fund. Yeah. College fund for the kid. Um, but New York city settled that one. For, can you imagine? And I know I can't, I, I can't imagine any of this stuff. 
I'm really, I'm disheartened. I'm disheartened. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, me too. You know, I was back at the dog park, so I've been going to the dog park every day. I was back at the dog park yesterday, and there was uh, but the no one, one off there. the highway. Yeah, there was no one yeah. there. Yeah. There was it had been really full on a Sunday, but there was nobody there. And I thought, oh damn! And and but it's so big, and so I'm just walking around through it, and um, you know, the dogs running around, and and then a guy shows up with a dog, and that dog and my dog just, you know, make beelines to each other and just start doing what dogs do, chasing, running, playing. Before it was over, they were just rolling around on the ground, biting each other's faces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, why can't people be like that? They didn't even know each other. Right. And the guy, the 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 owner of the dog, other dog, and I never got real close to each other. We were, you know, we exchanged some smiles and, and this and that, but just we're watching our dogs. And eventually I, I, I got, you know, sick of the whole thing and I was freezing to death and I thought I, we, I would go. And as I walked, you know, toward the guy saying, I'm sorry, I got to break this up. We got to, we got to go. Um, we started talking. And he was an older guy and I'm looking at him and he's like, and you know what? We had the most lovely conversation about dogs and stuff and this and that and, you know, whatever. And as I walked away, I thought that was so pleasant. I wonder if he's a Trump voter. And it was a reminder of how we used to be just regular people who would talk to each other and not care if the other person was the enemy. Right? Right. What has happened to us? Well, the good news is, is that uh, the, it, it, at least uh, in where you were, there was a 50-50 chance that he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm thinking, here's this nice guy. We're just shooting the breeze, you know, and uh, he could well have been. I don't know. You know, yeah. he could have been and he might have had horrible thoughts about people like me who feel like I do about things. But we enjoyed each other's company because we didn't know. And we were just being two humans. Two like humans dogs. who both like dogs. Yeah. Right. And. My God, I would just like to get back there again. So, sorry. I feel like I'm being a bummer, but. <laughs> well, too much salt can do that to you. <laughs> yeah, really. And, and I, you know, the fact is, is the news is, you know, the news is just awful. I get to a point sometimes where I just can't anymore. I don't want to. I mean, I am, okay, I'll watch Biden's speech tomorrow night. Um, you know, the news of the census depressed me. I knew it would go that way. It could have been even worse. Our chances of hanging on to the House of Representatives just got 
Right. We have to go back to work. We, um, in, I, you know, in Illinois and in uh, Michigan and in Pennsylvania, all of all of California, New York, all lost to see. Right. All yeah. we lose in the, we lose. Pennsylvania's lost every year, sometimes two, sometimes three <laughs> congressional seats. I mean, we'll be down to one before it's over. And and we have, as so many of these states do, we have a state in which the legislature, which will redraw the then the districts, is wholly in the hands of the Republicans. Right. So that's um and also it makes the electoral college even more of um an impediment because Mon fucking Tana got another seat, right. But that might be a lot of eastern elites that moved there for the great beauty. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, but not enough to... That's what happened in Colorado. I know, I know, I know. Oh. I got to tell you something. Us so-called, our side, we got to start moving to these places. That's we what I start, said. We got to start, gotta start having babies. To move to, right. <laughs> we have we, to We got to take a page out of the Hasidic Jew handbook and... Um, and, and be fruitful and, and multiply. And be fruitful and multiply, and then, and then we need to move to states where we can affect the vote. I mean, you know, really. Yeah, yeah. Really. I think part, you know, I'll be interested to see what the pandemic um, uh, will do to certain districts that might not be as red as they were because people fled cities and went suburban uh, and um, and are bringing their liberal urban ways with them. And they did that because you know, living in the city during a pandemic ain't a good thing. So, yeah, but odds are they'll return to the city. No. Well, I, a lot of people sold their homes and bought out and like it there. Speaking of the pandemic, here's another piece of news. <laughs> Speaking of happy things, yes. I know. This is the news. A big, big percentage of doctors and nurses and other health care workers are quitting. They're done. They're burned out. Three in 10 health care workers in America acknowledge that they are considering leaving the profession. Um, just can't take it. And they well, yeah. and they say it's not just the danger that they endured, the danger to them and to their families, but they said the pandemic showed them in such a stark way a kind of betrayal and hypocrisy of the people that they risked their lives to serve. Um, the hero worshiping, you know, clapping for them, but then refusing to wear masks. You know what I mean? They see right. the public now 
as just a bunch of, again, virtue signalers. Just, oh, we love you, we love you, but refusing to really help. Or And then the hospital systems that the, they work for, they feel betrayed by them as well. Understaffing, not having the, the equipment they need, the money all going into the, you know, into the big guys' pockets and, and not into making healthcare uh, better for the people that they are serving. Here is an emergency room doctor in Pennsylvania who's quoted as saying, you just feel expendable. You can't help thinking about how this country sent us to the front lines with none of the equipment we needed for the battle. Uh, most of us got into this to save lives, but when the death is blowing around you like a tornado and you can't make a dent in any of it, it makes you question whether you make any difference at all. I mean, they're just exhausted. And they had a government actively working against them. They did. I mean, actively stirring up trouble against them. How many health care, you know, public health care workers, not, you know, doctors, but people manning the community health centers and stuff like that, were forced out because they were being threatened for telling the truth. That is right. Threatened. Their families threatened. Their safety threatened. Exactly. I, you know, there's a there's a whole group of people here that just need to be slapped down. Ugh, I don't know. They're armed and dangerous. They're armed and dangerous. And I would just like to say that I've been saying for several years now that the only reason for the NRA to arm these people this way is so that they could revolt. You know, I, another thing I'm thinking about the guns. I saw somebody had written that. Oh, actually, it was in our in the Post Gazette, the Pittsburgh paper, and it was a black columnist, Tony Norman, who actually was saying it, it, it was the headline was "Don't call the police." So the last thing anyone should do, <laughs> if you think of all the other possibilities before you call the police, he said, because we call the police for things which clearly they are not trained to do. They are not trained really to deal with some of the more dangerous aspects of a domestic uh, call, right? Or a mentally ill person. Um, And he told a story that, uh, here's another story I didn't know, of a black guy who called the police. He was calling the police when another cop shot him. Thinking his phone was a gun. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, but he points out, Tony Norman points out, that uh, this is where you have to just reform our whole idea of responses to these kinds of issues. You shouldn't call the police for someone mentally ill raving. You shouldn't call the police to help. There should be these other people, these so- psychologists, sociologists. It's like I mean, calling for an ambulance. You don't. You call for medical aid, not right. 
And the other thing is, and this is what we too often forget. I saw somebody saying, how can, look at Great Britain and look at London. That's a major city, right? The police are not armed. They obviously have learned to deal with things without being armed to the teeth 24-7. And, um, and then I thought, yeah, but there's a big difference. Their citizenry is an Police to the in teeth. America, police in this effed up country, assume and probably rightfully assume that any address they are being dispatched to, that there will be somebody there with a gun. So if our cops are always pulling their guns very quickly, it's because they assume, and not incorrectly so, that there could they could well be facing somebody else with a gun. And that's what happens when you have this gun-happy culture. Everyone is has itchy trigger fingers because you don't know what's going to happen next. I, I, we have such a mess here to clean up. I can't quite figure out where to start. Where to start? Yeah. I mean, we, we need a new slogan. Instead of defund the police, it needs to be reimagine policing. That's a good one. Too late, though. Too late. But, I mean, that's what we're asking for, uh, a reimagination. No one thinks yeah. that we don't need security enforcers. No one, But, but we do think that we need um, other people, too. So I'm just, I don't know. Okay, so let's cheer ourselves up with an obituary. Oh, yay! I love obits. Me too. I know. <laughs> this guy is named John Richards. He was 97 years old. He's an Englishman and a bit of a curmudgeon, but a very nice kind of curmudgeon. I mean, he's got such a sweet face. He he made his living as a as a journalist as a newspaper guy, and um, he also was an editor, so he did a lot of copy editing, and, and he values, you know, proper grammar and <laughs> punctuation. So oh, he, he's the he's the apostrophe guy. He's he founded the Apostrophe Protection Society. <laughs> God bless him. And he's admitted. I mean, he admitted before he died. He disbanded it. He 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 waved the white flag of surrender and uh, disbanded it because, you know, the apostrophe lost. Well, it's not losing. It just shows up where it doesn't belong and doesn't show up where it does belong. <laughs> so... It's totally lost. And he founded he founded the Apostrophe Protection Society in two thousand one and um and he called the apostrophe this poor defenseless creature. And uh yeah, well too bad because it's uh and somebody put 
so, there's something I want to share with you. I got to find it in the in the obit, which is shows for people, you know, and now with texting and stuff, punctuation is disappearing altogether, right? Right. If you like me, still use you know, I want somebody to pause as they after that word when they're reading it. I put in an apostrophe. I'm even known to put in colons and semicolons because it helps me communicate exactly what it is I'm saying, right? Um, and here's a case in point. I got to find it, damn it. it was, it's so good. I think I had found this uh, once before, but I, it's something I would never uh, remember. And maybe one of you will remember it now if I can ever <clears throat> find it. It shows how important a um, these markings are so that one understands what is intending to be communicated. Well, eat shoots and leaves. Eat shoots and leaves, right. Exactly. But damn, I can't find it. I'm going to. Um, and this was not an apostrophe. This had to do with the difference um, a comma or a colon uh, can can make. Such as, please, let me find this. God dang it. I thought that was the thing. I was going, well, what possible difference would a colon and a comma have in that sentence? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. But that I, was I, just you. Please, comma. Let me find it, comma. God dang it. Yeah. Period. Okay, I'm gonna get this. He even got one of those ignoble awards. Aww. Here it is. I found it. Okay, here are the words that. Uh, let's see. A woman without her man is nothing. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, which I find appalling. Yes. As a statement. Right. Okay. I mean, totally misogynistic. So that is... Oh, and actually, you can even put some commas in there. A woman, comma, without her man, comma, is nothing. Right. Now take those same words, but change the punctuation. A woman, colon, without her, comma, man is nothing. Is nothing. <laughs> right. Means the total opposite. The total opposite. Yeah. And he, <laughs> this guy... You know, the poor comma guy. He said, why just look at that sign outside those flats? And there was a sign and it says, residents refuse to be, residents refuse to be placed in bins. But, <laughs> but it, or residents but, refuse to be placed in yeah, bins. It's, but. Because there was no apostrophe, it said ref residents refuse to be placed. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and of course, the correct uh, placement of the apostrophe in that is after the S in residence. Right. Because it's more than one. Right. It's too bad. You know, it, it's it's like, I, you know, I did this thing on TV a million years ago, misspelling, where I would get these, you know, there's so many, it was endless signs. People, businesses that would pay God knows how much money for like a neon sign that was misspelled and proudly have it in their front window. And sign, oh, grocery stores just were, I mean, it, it was... It was a cornucopia of misspellings. Um, and I would go on as this scold misspelling and, you know, squawk about it left and right. And it really was my effort to try to get people to, you know, come on, guys, step it up here. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And I finally, you know, I used to have to, really struggle sometimes when I started it to find the signs, but it just kept getting so bad that I could do one of these stories every day. It was endless. Well, it turns out, you know, you're, one always sees articles about in response to people like us and our, uh, I know. you know, ruining of lots of words that we are then reminded that um, language is evolutionary. That but is correct. But I find this a devolution, and we're all going to come back to just being cavemen and going, ugh. Yeah. Well, that is where we're heading. Yeah. We're back to, you know, I, I, and I'm part of it. I'm part of it with the emojis. I mean, I don't respond. I just do a, oh, a, a face or a thumbs up or a this and a that. And we're back to just sort of like, that's grunting. That's right. Okay. So, um, Father Joseph has written, as a black man, I think, the problems we face with police are systemic. I think the Department of Justice and the Department of Homeland Security should create a national academy for police. This would be something similar to a West Point. This would be federally funded, highly competitive, and carefully vetted to include a psychological evaluation as a part of the admissions process. Federal dollars would go to lo localities that participate in the program. Participation means having a National Academy graduate on your force for a year. Graduates must move to a different participating police force each year for five years. That's tough, but it is like other soldiers spreading the the right way to police. And then he says voting. All politics are local. The Democrat, the Democratic National uh, Committee bears some responsibility for not energizing its base about local elections. You damn well betcha. And it's why the Republicans clean up at the local right. level and the state level. State legislatures don't become GOP majorities on their own, writes Father Joseph. Fellow Dems, we have met the enemy, and it is yes, us. We sit down. We go, oh, well, we did that, but no, this, uh, um, you know, we have only yeah. just begun, <laughs> and we'll lose it all if we don't turn out in the midterm. 
I mean, we will. No, if we don't, if we do not energize and get all those young people back out for the midterm election, which is just, uh, it's pretty much just a year and a half away, we will lose it all. Biden will not have the ability to get anything done. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm done depressing everybody. How about you? Well, me too. I have to uh, I have to eat something and get ready to smash my box. Oh, there your guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've got to go looking for a salt shaker. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good luck. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Thanks, Suze. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.